0: I think it's going to rain and then it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. All right. Welcome back. (laughs) Hi, Mom. Hello. How are you? I'm doing okay. Still? I really am. Okay. To be
1: honest with you, I mean, we mentioned it the last one is just, looking forward to Disney and then going through it
0: and thinking about that. Yeah. The day was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. So there's a topic that we've sort of brushed on that. I really want to take a deeper dive into because this was something that I had to do a lot of work with and uncle Joe mentioned it. And I think I mentioned it on the last one too is triggers. So there are certain things that, I have identified that sort of send me into, like, rapid depression about it. I cry a lot. I sort of sulk in misery, like, on the couch. I'll watch a Celebration of Life video and just cry it out. And I typically try to not engage with triggers, but sometimes they just come out of nowhere. Yeah. So I wanted to spend some time to discuss triggers and to bring some awareness to triggers. Like this is going to I'm probably going to call this one trigger awareness because it really just it sets the tone for how you can manage your grief. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple things that I can identify off the bat that are triggers for me. Do you have some, too? I
1: have a couple.
0: Do you want to start? Sure.
1: I still can't see those St. Jude's commercials, they're doing better, (laughs) but those commercials, I have to, you know, pause it. I have to fast forward and that'll put me, I see always, there was this one little girl that kind of looked like the baby with her bald head. And it just like, if you don't fast forward this thing, or if we don't turn it off, I'm going to just start bawling. Yeah. So, and it's just just thinking about it makes me want to cry. But they made a new one now. This is a trigger for me. But I also don't like to see, like, abused dogs. And yeah. I they do that for a reason yeah. so that you feel Ugh. for it. So I kind of feel that like that's why they use the little kids, oh, too. Yeah. But it's just, oh, yeah. it's so heartbreaking because I already know what they why they lost their hair. And, mm-hmm. and I know it's not easy. Yeah. It can't be. Yeah. All the chemicals that go through their body.
0: Oh my god! Speaking of that, I remember when the baby was in treatment in chemo. That if Jess needed to help the baby wipe or anything, she had to use gloves. She had to use gloves.
1: She had to have her own bathroom, is what they told us.
0: Yeah. How horrible. Well, yeah, I understand and that.
1: Little four years old, is telling me how to wipe her. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, grandma, you have to go from front to back. <laughs> 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 oh
0: my yeah. gosh, that girl. So those St. Jude's commercials don't trigger me. They, oh. they make me sad, for sure. Like, oh, I follow goodness. a bunch of pages on social media, like I said, grief. And I follow, like, a lot of the children's cancer stuff where they highlight lives and stuff. And it makes me sad. But it doesn't trigger, like, severe onset grief. Like, it doesn't do that. But... I relate to those stories. I, re- I can relate. I can understand. I send my love. There's a hashtag, I follow Wilms Tumor. And a lot of the ones that people post about it, I'll just say, you know, sending you our thoughts from another Wilms family. But those don't trigger me. So that's great. But one of the things that I found that trigger me pretty easily is compilation videos of somebody's life in like a progression mode. So we did a celebration of life video or Jess did. She put a celebration of life video together and it's horrible to watch. It's horrible to watch. But when I'm in a severe depression or se- severe grief, I watch it and I sulk in it. But I think it helps me get out of it because I have to go through it to, to keep going. Uh-huh. Right. So I'll watch that. But there was one event in particular that, or one incident I should say that happened that sent me into a, fucking spiral and i couldn't get out of it and it's just it was so dumb so basically we're at my husband's brother's wife's family so basically my sister-in-law but through my husband's side their house and it was like i want to say it was one of the nephew's birthday parties and they put a video together because he was a preemie baby He was a preemie baby. I want to say he was like a pound at birth. Like he was so tiny. I I might be over-exaggerating, but that might actually also be true. I'm not sure. (laughs) I can't remember. (laughs) But he was a preemie baby, and they put a compilation video together with like super sad music, and they started to play it. And this was probably short, probably within the same year after the baby had passed, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, as soon as it started and it had like sad music, I was immediately sobbing and I had to walk out. And I, I had one of those really ugly cries and I couldn't stop. So much so that my husband went back in and he said, sorry, we got to go. Happy birthday, but we need to leave because I couldn't control it. It was just uncontrollable grief, everything. It was just like, like a boom to me and I couldn't stop. And so anytime that there is a compilation video of something, like I have to just step away. and it doesn't
1: matter who is on it. No,
0: no. And that's what's so weird about it. But I've somehow communicated to Jess. And when she created that video for you, she asked if it was okay. And so I watched it and it was, it was okay. I think because the music was upbeat. If it's the sad music is when I think it's like a different kind of video and I just Mm -hmm. can't watch it. So there's that that just sends me and I I can't explain it, but I can't watch those and I can't be near those or else I'll lose it. What about you? You got another one? May. May is a trigger.
1: May is a trigger for me. I go with your sister when she takes things over to the hospital, but sometimes that triggers me to go onto that
0: floor. So some backstory. So before COVID... My sister would go back to the hospital, to the nurses that provided care to the baby, and and like on the holidays, like on Valentine's Day. Was there another holiday she would Valentine's do it? Day, no. Valentine's, Day. Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day. She would take Day. them like cupcakes or something and pass them out to the crew. But I know that I can't go back to that hospital. I know I've had to go back to that hospital for things, the hospital where she passed away. But I know that as soon as I get there, I start to melt.
1: Yeah, so the oncology floor is different now Mm. and going in there once i'm in there i'm okay but i have to like work myself up yeah because her picture's there and her picture's there with diamond
0: oh and
1: they're so grateful when they see us they're just like overjoyed yeah even though they know that we lost her yeah they're still so overjoyed to see your sister to Mm. see me we don't bring Diamond anymore, but <laughs> but sometimes they ask, what happened to Diamond? You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. But, they, um, I think they're just more excited to see Diamond. Have we talked about Diamond? I don't know. So Diamond is the baby's Yorkie, little Yorkie dog. She's three pounds, tiny little thing. Her parents had gotten her the dog that she wanted before the Make-A-Wish happened, so... Yeah.
1: She said she wanted a dog like Roscoe. Yeah. Now, Roscoe's but then, my male Yorkie, but he's like 10 pounds. Yeah.
0: Like there was a point in her life where we're just like, give her whatever she wants. You know, just who cares? Of so course. they got her this little dog, tiny little thing, and she's still around, but what the baby had requested was a forever puppy yes and so a forever puppy means it stays small forever and so this little thing this little diamond if you you might have heard her yelping on previous episodes (laughs) or if you heard a little bell around it's because we can't find her she's so tiny she needs a bell so that we know where she is we don't step on her so this little yorkie has brought so much joy to so many people because she's so tiny and you look at it and you go oh my
1: I know. You look at her like compared to Tank, who's like 120 pounds. Yeah, it's
0: and it's so funny when like Diamond would walk with us, or Jess would bring Diamond to our house, and we'd go for a walk. And you have Diamond, who's three pounds. You have my dog Uma, who's about fifty pounds. And then you have my big guy Mister Fixit, who's a hundred and something pounds too. And it never Everybody fails. Stops. It never fails. Stops in points. Yeah, and they'll <laughs> say, "Oh my God, look! It's small, medium, and large." <laughs>
1: Uh-huh. But when we used to go for walks, um, well, normally my husband has to be the one that carries tank. But if I'm able to get tank, sometimes she he's the one with with uh, diamond for whatever reason. If Jess is, you know, hands are over for whatever reason. And it's hilarious that my husband has this little tiny puppy. Yeah. And I've got this humongous dog. And people are like... It's like a circus around here. Yeah, there. it really <laughs> is.
0: But she's so tiny. She's like cute. you can you can almost have her sit in your palm of your hand. She's so yes. small. So whenever Diamond would visit anybody, it just lights up their life. So mm-hmm. when I don't know if she just happened to have Diamond that day that they took the picture where they brought in a picture of her with Diamond, but they saw Diamond too, didn't they?
1: Well, she's not allowed at the hospital, but to be honest with you, I think it was just a little bit of joy that maybe they were giving her by allowing her. And I think I told you before, even one of the nurses that was always hopping us all the time, she she couldn't work that floor anymore. And she said mm-hmm. it was because of us. Because, oh. I mean, no matter what, we're not bad people. We're good people. And for good people, bad things are not supposed to be happening. Yeah. And even through that, it didn't change who we were. I mean, yeah. I was angry, but I mean, God helped the person to try to fight one of us, but... But at the time, I thought, you know what, I'm going to bend over backwards and be the kindest that I can because you just don't know. You can't look at me or look at my family and know that we are dealing with this grief. There's no way. You don't see it. And so maybe the other person is going through something just as bad or worse or whatever's going on in their life. So I try the best I can to do that. And I think people were doing that for us. Just letting her do whatever she wanted and... (laughs) Yeah. And they took a picture with her, but they, they tell people, oh, yeah, that's Diamond, but yeah. no, you can't bring your dog Yeah, in here. Dogs are not allowed in here. We don't know how she did it, but she did it on the day they had a camera. So
0: so when you go to the oncology floor and see that picture, it's a trigger? Or you go just, to the just, on the floor?
1: Just going, yeah. because every time we go, we would go the back way. And every time your sister wants to go, she goes the back way. Tissues are out. But I work through it. I don't cry. It's just the idea that makes me start to panic a little bit, but or it gives me anxiety. Not so much panic, but I take a deep breath and just go, OK, keep going, keep moving. And once I'm there, and once I see her, it's just joy. They just they're so happy to see you that you just go, why wouldn't we bring her something? You know, yeah. I need to work through that part of it, but. It's changed so much that it's it's not a trigger as much anymore. Mm. They had like this whole floor, so I don't know if they have less patients or what's happening to it, but it, or now they combine like for the elderly now mm. and and for oncology, so oh. oncology and and that part, yeah. Mm. So it's still, I mean, it's still the same offices, the same everything, but they had it have it set up differently, so it's not as triggering as it was mm, in the beginning mm-hmm. and especially with COVID, I, and i wonder if that's why they changed it all but it's basically like they added a separate room it used to be just this huge big old room and one side was the nephrology department. oh so for the kidney stuff and then then the oncologist oncology, so oncology mm. and nephrology and then it turned into like geriatric geriatric is that for elderly sure i don't know <laughs> well, whatever so it's for maybe older patients
0: Relating to old people, especially with regard to their health care, geriatric, smarty pants.
1: (laughs) So, and I think that particular one was on the other side of the door because that floor is so huge. Mm. And there were doors that you would have to go through in order to get to that side. Mm -hmm. So it was on the other side of the door. Now it's on that side. I don't know why they changed that.
0: Mm. Yeah. So Jess, you guys would bring stuff to that ward. Well, she
1: would. Yeah. So she was bringing like one of the biggest things that really helped out when we were there is... All the snacks that they had. Because mm-hmm. you're sitting there sometimes for a couple of hours. And if you're waiting or you're getting some of the medication through IVs, some of the chemicals that she was getting was mm-hmm. through IVs. And sometimes it was a really, really slow process. Or she was getting blood transfusions or anything like that. She We would be sitting there for a while sometimes. Yeah. And, I mean, like I do here is like, let's eat. Food, yeah. 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 So... We just really appreciated all those snacks. And I think they're they're given, as far as her hospitals, they're, they're given so much money that they can do per month. And it runs out really fast because, believe it or not, it wasn't just the baby that was eating. Her brother, when he was there, he was eating. And we were snacking on stuff. And she looked forward to it. So yeah. So because of that what I think your sister was trying to do is like mid month. And so of course, February the 14th is mid month, but mid month, she would try to go monthly and just take a bunch of snacks and drinks Mm -hmm. and stuff. And then it just started becoming just more just in February yeah, because life happens. And those other things that were going on in her life. And so she just narrowed it down to at least that day to make sure that we go down there and celebrate that and remind them that we still think about them and, No matter how it turned out, we totally appreciate all the time that they spent with us and loved on her and loved on, you know, your sister and as much as they could take care of her because they did nothing that wasn't by the book. I mean, we looked at everything that they were doing and they were doing everything the the way they were supposed to.
0: Yeah. So... One of the other triggers for me is well, one of the major ones that I experienced what that we talked about with Joe was the graduation ceremony of her class. That was so hard. That was so hard, and I I talked about this, you know, walking up there, stopping and going, I can't do this. But I had been going to things like that for her, like to honor her, and it wasn't too crazy. I did have a feeling this one was going to be tough, but I didn't realize how tough. So there was going to be at one of the other hospitals that wanted to remember her and do a memorial for her, you know, X amount of time after she had passed that I think they're going to do virtual. But when they were going to do it in person before COVID hit, like they were gonna do it right around when COVID hit and they canceled it because of COVID. But when they were gonna, we had it scheduled and Jess was giving us information about it. I had told my husband and he was like, you sure you want to go to that? Because he knows that those sorts of things will send me into a spiral. And so it's like the missed opportunities. So the graduation, the memorial, the fact that we would even be having a memorial is a trigger because it's the anger. It's like, this is not fair. Why are we doing this? This shouldn't be our life. This shouldn't be my life. Why is this happening? Why do we have to do this? So those sorts of things send me. And I want to be kind to myself. And I told Joe even, like, he was like, I wanted to be at the graduation, but I couldn't do it. And I told him, good for you. And he was upset that I said that. No, but no. but I was like, no, like, you have to be kind to yourself and realize sort of your limits, right? And and understand those things, because that those things are heavy. Those things can take a toll on you. Some of those were hard for me to come out of. Yeah. So it's just recognizing that. You know, my heart can't take that. My emotions, my mental health can't take going and doing some of that stuff. Even though I really want to be there to remember and to celebrate and to be supportive, sometimes I can't risk my mental health for it. And I just, I've come to that realization late. Totally, totally understandable. Late.
1: (laughs) And for me, I look forward to it. Because to be honest with you, that was after her second. So when she first got it and then she relapsed, that was, I guess, my hope that their treatment that they were doing was going to be like life-changing for her. Like mm-hmm. this was going to save her mm-hmm. because they were doing something that I thought they're taking her all the way down to the killing off everything good and bad in her system and then their blood into her system and mm-hmm. platelets into her system. Mm-hmm. And that's when we found out that she was getting your husband's, I don't know if it was platelets, platelets or blood, Yeah, blood. but I thought this is it. This is what's going to save her. This is the miracle I was waiting for. So I still have that, like that hope when, when we were there, I, st- I still see that place as hope. Mm. The, the place that's there is like so phenomenal. There's certain areas that you could sit and just meditate. They yeah. have a rose
0: garden. Yeah. They have a. They we have, have everything there for you to keep sane. Yes. Yeah, to be your best uh uh-huh. mental health. <laughs> like your to have, a, make sure your mental health stays as intact as possible. Yes. They give you all the resources I to do that.
1: What the name of it is, but there's a walkway that you walk on it and it there's certain tones that go on when you walk on it. Oh. It's there's the the little um, area where there was uh, koi fish and mm-hmm. there was little um tortoises. Um turtles. I think they're the water ones. So they're turtles. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think the tortoise is the one that we have and it's a desert one. Oh yeah. So I remember going down there and that baby, cause they would have a box out there so that you can feed all the koi fish and all that. And because there's so many people that people go down there, it would, you know, run out really fast. So I went to the store and just kept getting them, you know, bringing them a bag of, cause she stayed there. Yeah. She stayed in that little village. So I would bring her a bag of fish food so that she can <laughs> She could take her little baggie and go out there and feed the fish, you know. Yeah. And it just seemed to me that it was a place of joy for her. She loved staying in other places. So she really, really loved that place. And it was just her and her mom. And from there, from that place is where I have that little audio tape where she was like, can you bring my mommy some oatmeal? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, because I was trying to go from oatmeal, oatmeal. I was trying to go from taking her brother to school and then going from there, you know, straight over there and taking your sister because they took care of, of the baby, they didn't yeah. take care of your sister. And so that your sister <laughs> didn't have to leave, I would bring her whatever she needed. So, yeah. she, you know, and that day, the baby decided that mommy or maybe she knew that I wasn't going to say no to the baby. If she said, can you cook her some oatmeal? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I didn't see her at her worst there. She was still fighting. She was still really strong. She still looked like, you know, she's, she's if anybody's going to make it, it's going to be her. And especially after she got your husband's platelets i thought because my husband's
0: a big dude he's 6'3 just bulky (laughs)
1: strong yeah yeah i think it just meant so much for me that she was getting that we were able to recognize that she was getting a family member's Mm -hmm, blood
0: mm -hmm. and And she had such a great connection with my husband too and So that sort of solidified that relationship, too, that it was like, oh, my heart. Yeah. I forever, as much as my husband pisses me off sometimes, I will forever love him for giving her his (laughs) platelets. Yeah.
1: So I just thought, you know, there's a chance. You always want to believe that there's a chance. And Mm. even though we were on the other side of the numbers, there are days and months that I would just be sad, sad, sad. And then after that happened, I just felt like, okay, if anything's going to happen, it's going to happen now. Mm. And it's and it's it's got to happen. It's got to happen because we were just talking about this the other day, my husband and I. No matter what, even going to, you know, Disney, things are going to work out. Mm. Things are going to work out. And I still thought that because it always felt like that. No matter what, if we missed out on something, if we missed out on uh, an opportunity, it was because something else was going to happen. Yeah. And we always thought that way. Yeah. And then everything happened with the baby and it was just like, this is not as good as I thought. Yeah. It feels like now, like when we went to Disney, it felt like that was happening again. Like, oh, it's going to work out no matter what. It's still going to work out. All of us are different. I don't even know what triggers your sister.
0: Oh, I don't want to ask either. I know
1: that's, that's rough, huh? Because you can, I'm sure she would appreciate somebody asking, but it's hard because you think that in itself might trigger her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day.
1: Yeah. But she maybe we'll do it and we'll report triggers. on it. Yeah. I know that's <laughs> what we have to do is do a report on it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. There's, to me, it's more the biggest thing maybe it's
0: July. The next month. Yeah, yeah. for sure like I don't want to celebrate mine and you're... your your birthday is a week before exactly a week before her birthday. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have I think I have another trigger. One was yeah. oh, music. Music is a trigger sometimes, but it also isn't at the same time. Yeah. So I that's think this a, same so song could be duped. Yeah, could we've talked about working. that before yeah. too is that there are sometimes so when we put together the celebration video for the baby. The video is full of music, background music, and it's lively most, but there are some sad songs in it. And I basically downloaded all of those songs because every time I hear those songs, I can I can almost tell you which pictures we see throughout that song. Wow. Because I watch it so many times and because it's just like burnt into my brain. Her lifespan is in that movie, right? Or in that short little... Celebration of Life video. So there are some days that I can be doing, I could be in the grocery store and a song will come on and it can be a lively pickup song, but it still sends me into like a depression. But there are times where I can be in the same scenario, the same situation. It's an uppity song, but it doesn't. But I don't know which one it's like, which reaction I'll have that day until it hits. So although it is a trigger, it also isn't some days, which is also some emotions, conflicting emotions that I'm constantly trying to battle with music.
1: I think that's the way it is with grief, though. It's always like that because I I love the idea that it was able to participate in Give Kids the World and Disney World with her. Yeah. But I still like I I opened up the Mother's Day gift very Few times.
0: I don't even know what that is. Do you have it in here? Uh huh. Can I open it? Are you gonna be okay? Is it gonna trigger you? No. Okay.
1: I don't think today is a trigger
0: day. (laughs) (laughs) It's good that you recognize that.
1: No, I think I did a a lot of crying in the beginning of this
0: month. Oh, it's hidden. Uh Because you don't want anybody to see it? I don't want anybody (gasps) messing with it. That thing is big. Yeah. Holy shit. Does this come off easily? Yeah. I'm not going to ruin it. No. Oh, and it has a little heart on the box. Right. All these dots, polka dots. So cute. Disney and then a... Oh, look at this. Wow. Look she She basically tells a story through the book. Talks about losing a tooth.
1: That's the other thing that came up on one of the
0: readings.
1: That same reading where they talked about the nail. Uh She talked about the tooth.
0: So she lost a tooth. At the store with Grandma, while Mom and Brother were riding Splash Mountain, they were surprised to see me and my missing tooth when they got off the ride. (laughs) So before the ride, she had all her teeth. When you came back, she was missing some. She was just like... (laughs) Big cheesy smile. Big cheesy smile so that a
1: mom can see like, what happened to your teeth? And I want to say that I don't think your sister saw it at first. Mm -hmm. And I was going like this.
0: Pointing to her,
1: <laughs> so that she'd go.
0: Yeah, she surprised, her, yeah. right? Yeah. She
1: wanted her mom to see.
0: Her. I forgot that you guys went to SeaWorld too. mm mm-hmm. too.
1: Wow. It's amazing
0: over oh, there. Oh, she took a carriage ride. Mm-hmm. Oh, these pictures are so cool. And
1: some of these it was in her celebration of life
0: video. Yeah, I haven't seen some of these though. Like this one, I haven't seen before. <sighs> You okay looking
1: at it? I am okay. I just myself can't do it. Like, what's that
0: one? Stars. Looks like a bunch of stars in the sky, which was part of the the reading, too, huh? Yeah. So, that's another story is that during one of the readings, we went to the Teresa Caputo show, the first one, the very first one. She asked about the star on the ceiling of something. Yeah,
1: she did. There was all kinds of things that related to us. Uh
0: huh. And she didn't pick us, but we knew it was meant for us. Mm -hmm. And there's a picture here of the baby. Nobody no, no, there's a picture here of the baby with her star mm-hmm. before the star got put up at Give Kids the World. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Oh, look at all these medieval times. Oh, this book is so awesome, Mom. Yeah, but yeah.
1: there were so many things that were available to us. So they gave you, you're staying at Give Kids the World. So it's a little village and you have your own little condo. And again, they were like totally bending over backwards for everybody they have a pool there they have a ice cream shop so i think like from seven o'clock in the morning to like midnight there's somebody there to serve you ice cream anytime you wanted to and there's every couple of hours or maybe every hour on the hour there'd be a little cart that would go by with warm cookies sugar cookies Uh and chocolate chip cookies and Uh lemonade wow so it was crazy it was crazy and they were like Freshly, freshly baked. Like, no crisp to it at all. It's yeah. just like, oh, my God, they were so delicious.
0: That's so cool. Thanks for sharing that, Mom. No problem. But it didn't trigger you.
1: No, but mm. it is one of those things that I go, I don't know.
0: If I Hard for it. you to open. Yeah. I
1: don't know if I'm ready to. So so I leave it, and it's hidden under a yeah, lot of I things can so tell. that nobody just messes with it. Right. And your sister has a, a book. The same. Does she? she? made herself a couple of... That's cool. I think the first time that she had it done, she didn't like... I Like, there was a line on one of the pages or something, so she had them redo it, but she, they let her keep that one. Oh. There was a mistake on it. Of course so. they
0: did. Yeah. What else triggers you? I don't
1: know. When I get triggered, then I go, dang it. <laughs> but to say, like, I avoid it or evade it, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. The only thing that really bugs me so much is... Actually, more of that commercial because I can't. Mm. I know that what they're trying to do is get sympathy and get people to donate and all of that, just like yeah. with the puppies, but it just, I don't think they realize how, how it hurt some of the parents. I don't think they realize, or maybe they realize now that it's very heartbreaking for some parents that have gone through it and their yeah. children haven't made it. Yeah. That maybe if she would have survived it and been living healthily, because that's the other thing, you can survive it and your life is not healthy because yeah. i've heard of those i've seen I've a heard, lot of that i've seen yeah, a lot of that where they're either mentally unhealthy too because of everything that they went through or just physically unhealthy were
0: they- i just saw a page where this woman had wilms tumor as a kid and they did chest radiation and she now has breast cancer years later oh goodness gracious yeah so they are like some research out there exploring the side effects of kids that have undergone Radiation and chemo and what lifelong impact it has on their health.
1: One of the things that I remember thinking, I never knew this. The fact that they say that somebody survives, Mm -hmm. they have a chance of surviving. All it means is that they'll survive five years. Mm -hmm. If they survive five years, then they consider that a win. Like they consider that they survived this.
0: They consider five years remission.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's... Because yeah, we started, remember, we started doing some of the research afterwards and it was like, well, what do you mean? The only thing that they really look at is the fact that they can give you another five years no matter yeah, what. Yeah. That's crazy. Because survive to me means that they're going to live long, happy lives and have children of their own.
0: Yeah. So what sort of advice do you have for people who get triggered and can now recognize What triggers them?
1: If you can recognize what triggers you, then for me, it's up to you how you want to handle it. Like for me, there's some things that I evade Mm -hmm. and there's other things that I work through. Mm. The hospital, I work through that. Yeah. These pictures right now, even though I know what they mean and I know that that's how I feel about it. I can still work through it. I can still watch you going through it, mm-hmm. and I'm okay
0: with it. Yeah, I don't, I'm surprised you're okay with yeah, it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm not like super. I don't get super panicked for a whole lot of things, but there is certain things like you know. I keep repeating it, but just the beginning of this month. It just I I just can't. I already knew when you were coming, and you were coming that first day. I'm like, this is gonna be really hard for mm. me. But it's just because it's everything. Because I think of everything. May is the beginning of everything for me. Yeah, that went down fast.
0: Yeah. I think most importantly is recognizing, acknowledging the trigger and then it's, it's understanding what sets you off, right? Mm -hmm. It's going, Oh, it's this scenario or this situation or this event will Mm -hmm. set me off. And then it's, do you want to work through them? Do you want to continue to expose yourself to that or not? For me, I'd rather not <laughs> right.
1: because it spares
0: me from that immer- emotional yes. turmoil of having to do so much work to get through it. But there's some things that I can work through and I know my limitations on things that I can't work through.
1: That's what you have to do is figure out
0: your limitations. Yeah, yeah. And and be kind to yourself. Like, don't force. If you no. know something's a trigger and you're like, I want to work through this, I want to work through this, but you're recognizing that you're not being successful it's okay. Yes. You know, like you just have to recognize that what you're, like you said, like what our limitations are and what you're willing to do to work through it. Because some things you just, it, it hits a point. Well, speaking just for myself, for me, it hits a point where I'm like, I need to turn around. I I've done as much as I could. I'm going to use this as my next, you know, consideration or the stopping point for the next time I'm here. Yes. But I really need to spare myself, be kind to myself because yes. it's only going to get worse. And I don't want to go down that path if I don't have to. Yes. And there's, so, there's totally
1: nothing wrong with that aspect of it. For yeah. For
0: me,
1: I'm going to compare this, and I know you're going to see it a different way, but I have a, f- a form of claustrophobia. I'm not, like, totally crazy, crazy Not like Joe in trailers? No. <laughs> your, your brother's the same way. Um, so... But if you feel like that, you feel this panic when you get into an elevator, take the steps. But don't let it stop you from going from point A to point B is all I'm saying. Figure out a different way to get to where you're going. Don't let that stop you from living life and being happy or experiencing things that, to be honest, that little girl would have wanted to
0: experience it. Yeah. I don't know if I entirely agree with that. And because I only put myself in the situation of her graduation like, I recognized that I shouldn't have been there. And I turned around, and I was walking away. I was walking home. But there was something, and I'm not blaming you, but maybe something you said that sort of helped me get more courage to go and thinking I could do this. And then getting there and going, I this is, this is bad. This is all bad. But then, you know, it was funny, and I don't think we've covered it. But when we were there, there was so much pain in me being there. I was sobbing uncontrollably for a very long time. And where we, it's really hot where mom lives. And so where we were sitting was under a tree, but the tree was, but it was a hillside. Mm -hmm. And so like partway through the event, mom was sitting next to me and she almost tipped over Uh and, but caught herself. Uh And we were like, oh my God, that would have been so bad if you fell. Right. It would have been funny, but it would have been like your mom, your geriatric. (laughs) you see what I did there? Um, but in all fairness, you may have come out with some significant injuries after that. I, I, I don't know. So, so we caught mom and she didn't fall. But then later on, I want to say within the next 10 minutes, I should have just learned from mom's experience. But what happened was I fell <laughs> I totally toppled over in my chair. Cause the chair was unbalanced yes. on the hillside and I couldn't stop laughing so and I blame the baby on that because mm-hmm. she's like get your shit together auntie you know like stop crying um you don't need to cry I'm gonna give you a reason to laugh and I blamed her for tipping me over just that extra wink because it only took that much more that's for me awful. to fall <laughs> like, and then on when you're off balance and then on top of that I couldn't get up so I was stuck on the floor <laughs> like reaching up help. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Even though you say you shouldn't have been there, that was like comedic relief. It was. And it was, it, it just wouldn't have meant the same if you weren't there. Yeah. And I think for your sister, even though I think there are times that, you know, she looks like she can, you know, handle anything. Yeah. It helps her that we're there. Yeah. Um. Even if you're the one that's crying, it's like, okay, she's crying. So, you know, I don't have to. Mm. Or, you know, but it just seems like she makes us stronger and we make her stronger because she's not there alone. Yeah. And that's the only thing is you just have to figure out you have to figure it out for yourself. But you also have to understand, like, your child needs you. Your husband needs you. Your, you know, other family members need you, too. You don't they don't have to be the most important people in the world for you. But at the same (laughs) time, you have to really understand that. They're also in pain and they're trying to be strong for you too. And and it's okay. It's okay if you do. It's okay if you don't. But yeah. just don't forget that you're
0: not alone. Yeah, absolutely not alone. And that's part of why, you know, we try to step up and be there for each other. Okay. But there are certain barriers that I'm not willing to cross anymore no, because okay. I've crossed them. And I'm yeah. like, this doesn't serve me. Like, not trying to be selfish, but, it, but I... I have to do more with my mental health to be okay. And that takes a lot out of me. It takes a great toll on me to do that. So it's just recognizing what sends me over the edge and identifying whether or not I want to take the risk and go and try to bear with it and power through it. Or if I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out. No, you know, but I'll send a note, you know, I wish I could be there for you, but it's just not I don't know if I can do it today.
1: And it's it's okay. Whatever it is that you decide that you can do, it's okay. Yeah. But for me, (laughs) Uh (laughs) I always say to myself, if your sister can handle this, I should be able to handle this. Mm -hmm. Because she,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. that's her daughter.
0: I understand. I understand. And we're not also trying to compare either.
1: You mean compete or compete? Sure. I'm always competing. Well,
0: I I'm competitive in nature as well, but I'm not, I can't compete with that.
1: I, I guess. So I guess for I me, recognize that's what, that. <laughs> I just, for me, I always feel like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. And then I see it, you know, she's doing things and I'm like, you know what? I have no excuse. So take a deep breath and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be there for her. Yeah. I try be there for your sister because definitely this, is, try. This, is, this is crazy for me to think that my pain is worse than her pain that i can't handle it if she can handle it if she can keep moving heck she's gonna go for another degree she can do that anybody can do it yeah. after losing a child still moving forward still seeing the future still knowing that there's good out there still trying to do good for other people yeah she's still doing that yeah just like kelly she's still trying to help other people.
0: charlie's mama Kel?
1: Charlie's mama cow it's Every single time I I heard her talking, just listening to the the previous episodes, I'm sorry in our podcast, it's amazing. You you made that correlation. They have the same stoic piece that we think.
0: Where the heck did that come yeah, from? Yeah, I need some of that. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, it's like I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's like we're waiting for the other shoe to drop or something yeah. with them, but I know for Jess. She's she's still moving. She's still trudging. she's still going along. She's still. I don't know. She. Mm. I know she's got days. I know in the beginning because her bedroom is right next to mine, and I would hear her crying at night. Mm. I would hear that, and that would break me to see, and hear it. But I also know that she stays strong for us too.
0: Yeah,
1: she does the best she can to make sure that we're all okay. I mean, and we all do
0: the same thing. Yeah, we all do the same thing, and we go. I need to be strong for my sister and then I'm fucking falling apart over here. <laughs> I'm not doing very good. <laughs> I suck at this.
1: <laughs> it's okay though. It's yeah. just, you're doing what you, you need to do to, to be okay. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. And just know that I I want you to be okay. Your sister wants you to be okay.
0: I want you to be okay.
1: And I want her to be okay. And like I said, it. it I am so proud of where she's at right yeah, now i'm totally. so proud of hearing even charlie and kelly and ria's story it's and harvey oh little harvey you. <laughs> they're just they're doing such a good job and it's like you were saying it's so fresh for them and they're still doing such an awesome job and you can't blame them you can't blame them when something breaks as much as you try to be strong it's
0: just not Normal. you can't always keep it together you always, yeah. yeah you gotta let but it go but it's sometimes. okay
1: just know that it's okay you're yeah. not less of anything because no you're broke. No, yeah. no, no it just means yeah. you're nice, human
0: mom. yeah it just means nice mom <laughs> nice
1: <laughs> it just means that you're normal and <laughs> you miss your child and yeah it's okay yeah it really is okay
0: well i think we can end on that what do you think we good
1: i think we're
0: good okay so we'll chat on the next one we got to come up with something some, new for the I next know, one. Give know. me some
1: ideas. I need to think about it because I didn't know we were going to talk about triggers today. Well,
0: it's the best. It's best thing. when we don't plan it.
1: You know, it's <laughs> actually true. That's actually true. I think we we need to start doing like I know you don't. It's triggers, real
0: and raw so. and I know you don't drink, but we unscripted, need
1: to start <laughs> give you a little drink, little cocktails. In oh here. shit! No, let's not do that. <laughs> we should try it. And see how that goes.
0: Mom's crazy. <laughs>
1: I just said we should try
0: to see what <laughs> All right. We'll chat again on the next one. Take care. bye, you. You bye
1: cool kid. love you.